0: Now Gillian Powell has worked for many years as an early years educator and she's published a collection of books called Thrive which gives suggestions for outdoor nature activities for children aged 2 to 8 and their families. We've spoken to her before about her spring and summer books but Gillian joins me uh, to chat about her latest which are the autumn and winter ones which are very relevant I think with the current weather that we're having at the moment. Uh, Good morning to you Gillian. Good morning Patricia. And, And you're very welcome. Can I start firstly because you know I'm very much aware of your experience working with young uh, children. The death of uh, Ashley Murphy who was a teacher in first class so seven year olds who a lot of your books are are, are pitched yeah. at. What advice do you have for parents on how to talk to their children about such uh, a tragic death? Now obviously for children in Offaly it would be very different to children that she taught in, in the classroom but a lot of small children pick up on what's happening on the news and will hear, see stuff on, on On the TV,
1: how do you talk
0: to your children around a tragedy like this?
1: And may I add my condolences to um, all of the country. I think on uh, to Ashling's family and friends, and particularly her primary teacher, colleagues, and the little children in her class. I think I was thinking about this all as everybody else is. I think it's very important to, you know, maybe do a little ritual and to put it in a context of what's going to get us out of this, a sense of community and a sense of love. And I think every parent knows their own child best. And, you know, if they're anxious about um, uh, things like that, I think that's, uh, you know, people have to judge how to deal with that. But I think maybe if your child is particularly anxious, one good way is to get support, to reach out to another family if they're anxious about Maybe going for walks in the countryside. I think that's that's um, a very good place to start. That we are a community of love. What's going to get us through this is a sense of community and a sense of love. And I think uh, just a simple little ritual to remember a lovely person who did a lot of good, and um, then to move to the own you know the reality of of your child's life. And you know uh, that's different for every family. So I think that's a very good a good place to start. I was very conscious over the weekend. I went out for a walk in the countryside, and two tableaus stay in my mind. One was a, a dad and his son, and they obviously had a new puppy. It was in Glen Gareth I went for a walk in the Nature Reserve, and the dad and a little boy were out taking the puppy for a walk, and I thought it was such a great image of what my books are all about, about the, the the nature activities, but really underlying all of that is a sense of connection to one another and to the world. And I think that sense of community, if we're afraid and if we're anxious and upset, it's to reach out to other people who will support us in a positive way. And I think it's not appropriate probably to dwell very much on the tragedy of it with children of this age, I think instead it's to focus on the good things in life and the love and the care and community and the support we can give one another. Another tableau then was a mum and uh, uh, parents out with their family and they were walking hand in hand. And I think Mm. that's the thing to bring out of this. And I think in, in all of life, for me, in the trials and tribulations, and I'm sure for you and a lot of your listeners, nature is a wonderful solace. And I think we have to conjure up a vision for the future. And that's why I did my books. You know, we're always hearing of the catastrophe and it's too late. The world is going to end. I think if you were to ask a 10-year-old now what their vision of the future for the planet is, they would probably, or ask them to paint a picture, they'd have a vision of Eddie Murphy dragging an alien across a a (laughs) desert. And that's not the truth of it. The truth of it is, and it's the same in this the truth of it is that we're living in a beautiful world and we have to reignite into the source of that, which is the love that we have for one another and the love we have for the environment and how it supports us. I think a part of the underscore of this particular story is the fact that people, uh, children particularly watch inappropriate things online. And mm. it's certainly true to say that the more we are live in a digital world, the more we need nature. And I was very honest yeah, of that.
0: Yeah, and I think the majority of parents will agree with you on that and will say, you know, we're doing our best to try to reduce screen yeah. time. And that's where I think your books kick in. Because yeah. y- your books give parents the knowledge and the tips. And I, I mean, a lot of them are, are simple suggestions, but things that God, I would never have thought of that sort of ideas.
1: Yeah, and I think even even something as simple as taking a cup of tea outside with your family when they come home from school, a little rigid like that, to you know, to live in the present moment. Simple things that don't cost anything. Actually, most of my books, I was very conscious of that. They cost very little, but they do take and not a lot of time. But even when they come home today now say, Look, we're going to have hot chocolate outside just a little treat. Mm. You know, we're going to spend some quality time in the fresh air and even tonight there's an amazing moon to take children outside to, see to the look moon. at that. Yeah. They will always yeah. remember that. And then then my I suppose my expertise coming comes in then when you can provide learning opportunities there. Because I know parents are quite anxious about um how they can support their children in learning and very many children aren't doing wonderfully in school and the pandemic has been very hard for their learning. But I, and I think here again, nature is a wonderful teacher and the opportunities outside, like for example with the moon, that you can observe that over the stages of the moon and learn all sorts of language around that. I defy any child, no matter how switched off they are about reading or maths or anything, not to be intrigued by that. And maths, particularly another bugbear with others. There's all sorts of wonderful uh, play learning activities you can do with your children with sticks and stones that they'll remember and that they'll associate positive things with. Because, you know, struggling through learning is hard for most people. You have to stick at it. And, you know, being motivated to remember a special time with your parents when you measured sticks and stones might associate good things with maths rather than having to slog through learning tables or, or algebra or the things we, we all struggle with. But I think that, that's a wonderful way to begin a learning journey. And, of course, linked to all of nature and all of literature are wonderful stories that you can get in every local library apart from these books. And I've included suggestions for that in, in the book. Um, or indeed, you can follow me on Instagram as well. Um, you know, all, all sorts of easy things that you can link a sense of love of the environment around you, whether you live in a little apartment or in a big uh, house with a huge garden, it's there for you in the sky, you know, in the air, The birds, a little bird feeder out out your back window can bring so much to your uh, imagination, you know, and uh, there's so much to learn out there. And it doesn't
0: have to cost a lot. In some cases, it can cost absolutely nothing, just your time.
1: Absolutely, absolutely nothing. And And a kind of a switch away from the screens just to say you know um we've we've spoken before Patricia, how just getting outside can change the energy now, I don't go along with with the thing there is no such thing as bad weather, yeah,
0: that's the one I was going to get to The argument that the weather doesn't always lend itself to going outside,
1: yeah, well, that is true, and you know we're not talking about uh being outside for eight hours a day, but the, good clothing does help, and I know. Aldi and Lidl now have all sorts of offers on really good um, outerwear. Puddle Ducks is another one. The the, the insulated ones are great. And parents have to be well wrapped up as well. And There's all sorts of dry robes and wet robes now as well. And actually I was talking to an early years educator who's outside a lot and she said, well, we're cold a lot. And I I contacted some of my friends in Scotland um, who work outdoors. They have a very committed curriculum there in the early years to being outdoors a lot. And they use the rigs they use on the oil rigs. But, <laughs> but one of the other, the other tips, and uh, again, it would be something uh, that I've spoken about before, the other tip with that is to take breaks and, you know, bring your flask of tea. Yeah. Make it comfortable for you as well. You know, a little flask outside, that's what's got me through the pandemic. My husband and I go for a walk and we take a flask of tea. And it's changed our walk. You know we stop halfway, and it's such a comfort and I think if we make that part we 're so lucky in Ireland, and particularly in Cork, to have such beautiful places, public places to walk that you know I think we have to reclaim them and make them make them ours all through the year, no matter what the weather is and you know Patricia, some of the happiest visions of my preschool and of every primary school I've ever gone into with puddles is kids jumping through those puddles, there's no matter what that, clothes yeah, they have on them. It
0: does, there is absolutely nothing like it and how many parents will say that if there's only
1: one puddle my <laughs> young fellow <laughs> find it. You can and, be guaranteed. remember there's lots of things you can learn in puddles like you, how, how many stones you can put in it. Yeah. You can do all sorts of activities and learning around that as well. You can look at faces you can do mirror activities and, you know, I I really do believe, and all the research backs up the fact that the more you tune in to the beauty of nature, the more healthy you are uh, physically and mentally and, and, and absolutely every way. And I think that we have to get away from this catastrophic thinking to tune in children to the beauty of nature. And in Cork, that's around us every single place we look.
0: Yeah, well you know, said, and well I think said. it's
1: just a, a different well consciousness about it, you know. They're they're gorgeous and gorgeous and they're gorgeous
0: quality. I love the quality of the books.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, Orla Kelly helped me design them, and they're brilliant. They're, you know, she did a fantastic work, and um, they're available on buythebook.ie, but also on all the lovely independent bookstores in brilliant. Bandon and towns around Cork, who've been so supportive and who do such wonderful work. And in those bookstores, and it's available in your library as well. Even uh, you know if you aren't in a position to buy it, but and in that library you will find that. That's the other thing that's important. I think storytelling is so important. And when you look at stories, um, you know so much of it, so much of the inspiration for literature is based in in nature. You know, if you think of all the beautiful. Children's storybooks like Owl Babies, The Giving Tree, even The Gruffalo. And I know parents out there will be, will know what I'm talking about when I'm saying these. All of those, I'm going on a bear hunt, The Hungry Caterpillar, The Whale and the Snail, um, you know, all of those link to nature. And I think it's about consciously making that connection if you're talking about um, The Hungry Caterpillar, of, you know, connecting that to your own garden. There's a wonderful writer, Florence Williams, she writes about nature and she does lovely little podcasts. But she talks... She says, you know, sometimes with us adults, we feel we have to go somewhere to be in nature. But the children find it in every pavement. You know, they run and they find this in the corner. Yeah,
0: be led by the children. And reaction, uh, Gillian, what reaction have you been getting to the books? Very, you, very you've now, right, done yeah. er, you've now done every every season. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: And uh, I think people are seeing it a cycle. And there's, of course, it's a happy coincidence that, you know, early year settings and primary schools are mainly outside so that's the next thing now to get even get people even more aware of how they can teach outside and experience learning outside and how how rich that makes that for people so i think definitely if your child is struggling in school this is a great place to start you know and you know as you say you know everyone in the family will benefit from getting outside absolutely and i i leave you with um Florence Williams, when she summarizes it, she says, you know, children teach you to microdose on moments of awe. <laughs> and I think after all we've been through in the pandemic, in tragedies here locally and um, in awfully today, I think microdosing on moments of awe wouldn't go astray with any of us. But oh, it I will said. certainly help your children to grow and learn and develop and hopefully make a lovely, happy Family connection for for them, uh, you know, that they can pa- in turn pass on to their children okay. along the way.
0: Well said. Good luck with the books, uh, Gillian. Thank Pleasure you very as much always. Thank you for that, and thanks Thank uh, for joining that. us. Bye bye. That is uh, Gillian Powell, Bandon uh, based early ed- early years educator, and has been for many many years. The books are called Thrive, and there's one for each season. So there's a spring, summer an autumn and a winter and their outdoor nature activities for children and families. And they're absolutely terrific. We wish Jillian well with them. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ